Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Our number two of Oilers now brought to you by our title sponsor, World of Spas. Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation. Thomas and the staff at World of Spas, they will take care of you. And you can keep texting us on the Ashley Five Floors text line 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday. In this hour, in about uh, four minutes' time, Evan to the Oilers forward Derek Ryan, a pre-taped conversation, mostly about the here and now with the Oilers, but a little about his experience at the University of Alberta as the Bears are at the National Championship in Prince Edward Island. I want to apologize for caring about that program, by the way. I'm always going to care about the U of A hockey program. Uh, you know, that's that's the reality of the situation. We're going to talk about the uh, Bakersfield Condors on the show, the Edmonton Oil Kings, and we're going to talk about the U of A Golden Bears on top of the Edmonton Oilers. Um, we had uh, trivia just before we went to break for Pro-Am Sports Oilers game day trivia. Pro-Am Sports, fan cave and fan gear specialist for all budgets in Edmonton on St. Albert Trail and at proamsports.ca. And the question I had for you, uh, name at least three, because Ottawa's got, by my count, four sons of NHLers on their team, but name three of them at 780-496-0063. Brendan Escott, did we end up getting a winner? Yeah, it looks like John got the answer. Okay. And uh, which, uh, did he name all four of them? Or? No, he went with three. He got uh, Kachuk, he yep. got Sanderson, and he got Batherson as well. well Batherson did not play in the NHL. Oh, Batherson did not play. That was a uh, curveball that I threw. I don't think Norm Batherson played in the National. You know what? Now I'm going to have to check. That would be, no, Norm Batherson played, um, He yeah, he definitely did not play in the National Hockey League. He played for the Medicine Hat Tigers and the Belleville Bulls and then went to Acadia where he was on a team with Jason Greger's brother. Um That'd be Colin Greger that beat the Golden Bears in the 93 National Championships after Alberta beat them the year before in the National Championship Final in 92. Then he went to the American League for a number of years, but he never made it to the uh, uh, National Hockey League. So Norm Batherson did not play. So Kachuk is correct. Sanderson is correct. Did somebody else? So that leaves us with Randy then as a winner who got uh, uh, Kachuk, Chikrin, and Sanderson. Yes, and Sanderson, obviously, the son of uh, Jeff Sanderson, the former 
Oiler, uh, Jacob Chikrin, uh, the son of Jeff Chikrin, who played three games for the Edmonton Oilers, was a tough guy for the Flyers. And Brady Kachuk, uh, for, for the fantasy pool that I've been involved with, it's called the Armchair Hockey League since 1988, uh, there are six categories for forwards. Goals, assists, penalty minutes, plus minus, shooting percentage, uh, and special teams points. And I will tell you that the Kachucks are absolute gods in these pools because they get them all. They're on the power play. They score goals. They get power play points. They have high shooting percentages because they shoot from in tight because they're around the net. Uh, they get a lot of penalty minutes. Uh, so the four players, there was one more, and that's uh, Mark Kastelik is the son of Ed Kastelik. He's actually the grandson of Whitey Stapleton, who was part of the 1972 Summit Series team for Team Canada. So those were four. Congratulations, that is our, uh, six, uh, the winner again, sorry, uh, Brendan. It was, was Randy. He got it first. Ni- nicely done, Randy. We'll tell you that guests and orders now receive gift cards to Japanese Village, Edmonton's favorite teppanyaki steak restaurant. Come in and check out their new locations, 3975 Calgary Trail. They've also got a spot in Sherwood Park, West Edmonton Mall, and downtown. That's Japanese Village. Brendan, it's time to hear from you. As we go into NHL today, for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing, Drew Shamahorn and the staff at Elite. Um, Drew's got a grandson, by the way, that uh, just got picked up by the Sports Corporation. That's great to hear. Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandise specialist. Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com. And here is Brennan Escott. 12 games across the league in all tonight. Uh, Los Angeles is home to the Islanders. That's one to watch for Oilers fans. Uh, Elsewhere, the Flames visit Arizona. Vancouver hosting Dallas and the Habs are in Pittsburgh. Winnipeg gets Carolina, who are awaiting test results on Andrei Svechnikov, former second overall pick, believed to have a serious ACL injury. Uh, Avs forward, Arteri Lekkinen will miss four to six weeks with a broken finger he suffered last night against his old team, the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, Bakersfield hosting the Texas Stars tomorrow night before starting a home-and-home with Henderson on Friday. Six games left in the Oil Kings season, two of them at Rogers Place this weekend. Friday against Medicine Hat, Saturday the Lethbridge Hurricanes come to town. And the Golden Bears, you mentioned, will be in Prince Edward Island this weekend for U-Sport Nationals. They are taking on Windsor out of the gate. Of course, if you want to tune into some hockey tonight, 7 o'clock puck drop between the Oilers and Sens. Great stuff, yeah. Uh, We'll have Ian Herbers, the head coach of the Alberta Golden Bears, coming up. A former Alberta Golden Bear and a guy that will speak a bit to his experience at the University Cup, but also maybe educate you a little bit on how good some of the players were that he played with. Because when the Bears won the national title in 07-08 with Derek Ryan on the team, he was their third-line center. He ended up playing in the National League. Wait till you hear his comment. It's, he's, he's a very smart guy. All right, without further ado, a one-on-one conversation with a, a guy who's having a, a solid season for the Edmonton Oilers. Derek Ryan, he comes into tonight's game. 11 goals, 16 points in 65 games. Doesn't get any power play time, plus six on the season. Here's Oilers forward Derek Ryan. All right, uh, Derek, we're going to have a, a, a little bit of Oiler discussion, but also a little bit of uh, Golden Bear talk, given the fact that uh, they are headed off to the University Cup and the National Championship. Uh, uh, let's, let's start with uh, what was a kind of a, an odd road trip. I mean, you guys got uh, a deep performance in the game against Boston. Came first team all year to come back against the Bruins with a uh, you know with Boston leading after two. You won it as a team in that game. Is it fair to say you lost as a team in the game against Toronto? I know people want to microanalyze the mistake 
mistakes and who made the mistakes on the goals, but is the reality of the situation that happens in the course of an 82-game season. You can have a, a high moment and then follow it with a, a disappointing moment. Yeah, that's the grind of the season, and I definitely would agree with the sentiment that we we won the game as a team in Boston and lost it as a team in, in Toronto. That's the, the way it goes, and I think we've been talking a lot in the dressing room about having that consistent standard where our game, where our game needs to be at, and um, it was there in Boston. It wasn't there in Toronto, so it's about getting back to that standard and keeping it there for the rest of the year. It's funny, on the McLeod goal, just before that goal happened, you got hit from behind, knocked the ice. I thought that was going to yeah. be a penalty for sure, yeah. and it was just one of those nights where it was, and I don't think the officials played an influence either way. It's just, I don't, do you have games where you're not quite sure what the standard is, or you come to the reality that there is no standard, or would you just prefer not commenting on that at all, given the fact that Mark Jonette's doing tonight's game as well? Uh, I think it's hard. I think that um, it's easy for us to analyze their game, um, their their refing game, I guess. But uh, yeah, it's inconsistent. But they're humans and they make errors, and they're trying to do their best. So it is what it is. How do you, uh, you know you're like you're the oldest guy, oldest skater on this team? Actually, you're the oldest guy on this team right now. How do you? False. It's false? Yeah, I'm going to say Mike Smith's still on the roster, so he's oh, the oldest there, guy. There we go. <laughs> Nicely done. Uh, I mean, how important is it that a guy like you is even keeled, given your role? Like, you, I, I don't think you can be, I don't think you'd be in this league at, at this age if you were up and down like a yo-yo. You do kind of have to be like a, a, you know, a duck, sort of. You might be pedaling really fast underneath that water, but yeah. you know you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think there's a lot of guys in this dressing room that, that um, do that as well. You have to you have to have that even keel uh, mentality and that's so true in the regular season down the stretch but even more so in the playoffs I mean you're, whoever you're playing in the playoffs is going to be a good team they're going to have good pushes they're going to have stretches where they, they build momentum and you have to be able to stop their momentum stay even keel and just continue and stick with it and I think it's the older guys job in the locker room guys that have been around a little bit to make sure that everyone's in that together uh, do you and Devin Shore in particular take some personal umbrage and making sure that uh, you end up being plus players in the game and yeah. it's not just about killing the minutes but it's also trying to create a little bit as well? Well I think Shorzy and I have been really good at doing just that lately um, I don't think we're talking specifically about being plus players but we're definitely talking about getting to our game and I think it's been obvious as of late what our game is and it um, doesn't matter who we're playing against we played against the top line in Boston a lot and I thought we did a really good job so um, we're just trying to instill confidence in the coaching staff and in the, our teammates that we can go out there and be effective against anyone and um, whether that's scoring goals or just having ozone time or creating an ozone face-off for Connor or Leon to go out there and have success whatever it is building small small momentum for the team that's uh, that's what our job is is it tough to get double digit goals in back-to-back years when you're not on the power play or should that be an expectation for a guy like you I mean that's definitely a goal that I have every year is to get somewhere close to that mark but um, it's for sure not easy that's why a lot of guys come in and out of the league and and don't stick around because it's uh, it's not an easy job um, it's really hard to score in this league period but it's exceptionally hard to score five on five and to create offense five on five is is, uh, is really difficult so yeah that's something I'm proud of for sure um, you played four years at the University of Alberta they're at the University Cup still keep an eye on the program yeah totally uh, I try to make it to at least one game during the year at Claire Drake we did this year as well and um, it's always kind of a fun um, jog down memory lane there. I get to bring the kids and the wife there and um, 
obviously lots of people recognize who I am, so it's kind of a fun experience to, to give back to that community and also show the kids, you know, this is where I used to play. It's a, it's a lot different from Rogers Place, but in a good way. And um, it's a cool family outing for us to do that. And yeah, I definitely keep track of um, their progress and how they're doing. And um, that's uh, for sure what I'll be doing this week when they're in Nationals. So the last year I did the games was your freshman year at the U of A, and you guys won the National uh, Championship. But I was 6-13 and 13 years for me, Derek, so uh, not bad. It's pretty good. Pretty good run. Uh, what, what, you know, what do you finally remember about that one National Championship year in 07, 08? Yeah, you talk about being even keel. That was a crazy a ride where we lost the first game to Moncton, the host, and uh, usually that makes you uh, eliminated from the tournament, but so we got some help from them against McGill, and we beat McGill, and we were able to squeeze into the final and um, talk about an absolute grind of a championship game against a really strong UNB team, had a hard goaltender stand on his head, and and uh, just the fond memories of that group sticking with it, um, you know, the, the elation, the joy after when you've put in all that work from training camp all the way to the, the championship Sunday and you win. It's um, it's a pretty special feeling. You can't replace that, and and those bonds are there forever. Recall who you centered? Uh, Jesse Gimblet and Ben Kilgore. Is okay. that right? Who were the top two centers on the team at that time? These guys were kind of like the third line, weren't they? Yeah, we were the third line. Uh, Dylan Stanley, probably one of them, and um, Ian McDonald. Ian McDonald, IMAC. Yeah, that's right. Two really good players. I mean, we were stacked with Western League All-Stars. Right. Like, yeah. 90 points scored. Those guys, And that's when 90 points was a lot in the WHL. Like that was, it was hard strong. to get that many points in the WHL at that time, 100%. So, yeah. so I'll leave it with this. When you won that national title that year, did you think you'd be playing 15 years later in the National Hockey League? <laughs> no. I was just hoping I'd win three more national championships and then go on and have a successful career as a pharmacist. But um, uh, life's pretty funny how it works out, so definitely have to pinch myself a little bit sometimes and realize where I am and how lucky I am. Are you going to go back into pharmacy when you're done playing? I don't think so. I just want to be a dad. All right. Awesome stuff. <laughs> I just wanted to win a couple more, na- three more national championships and be a pharmacist. That is, uh, it's all about, pers- it's crazy how life can change. And you, and I guess part of the, I'd like to tell you that when I did the game in 07, 08, and I was at the other station that time doing the drive show, uh, um, Total Sports, I'd like to tell you that I knew that Derek Ryan was going to play in the National Hockey League. Not a chance in 07-08. I thought Ian McDonald might have had a better chance to play in the NHL um, off that team. I will tell you that by the third year that Derek Ryan was in Austria, I I wondered whether or not he could play in the American League based on what he did. And then when he went to Sweden, I think I've told this story before, uh, he ended up being the MVP in the Swedish League. If you're the MVP in the Swedish League, you can play in the NHL. I'll never forget, it was during the 14-15 season, and it was a tough year for the Edmonton Oilers, and Victor Foss was the goaltender. And I said, Victor, I got a, a guy I know that's, uh, you know, for several years now, and I've watched his career. Um, and he goes, who's that? And I go, well, he's playing for Herbero. He goes, oh, the Ryan guy. I go, yeah. And I go, yeah, he'd be our second-line center staff. And I, I mean, and remember, this is Leon Dreisaitl at that point in 1415, was back with the Kelowna Rockets, um, and the Oilers, we weren't sure where they were going to finish. They are probably going to finish bottom three or four. Nobody thought Edmonton would fluke off and get uh, Connor McDavid. 
And, uh, you know, I remember I remember after Derek Ryan's first season in the American League, and he had a good year. Like, he was a real good player. He was a first-line player in the AHL that first uh, full season back in North America. I had an animated discussion uh, with an Oilers management source over management personality who many of you loved. And the, the conversation point was Andrew Miller versus Derek Ryan. And let's just say I had a little bit more confidence in where Derek Ryan was going to go than Andrew Miller did. And Derek Ryan's gone on to play 500 games in the NHL, 494 more game, or he's on pace to play 500. I think he's at 485 right now. So he's, both Miller and Ryan had played six games that season during the 15-16 season. Um, and I was fairly confident Derek was going to get there, but it was more based on what he did in Sweden and what he did in the American Hockey League and what I'd seen out of Miller. And Miller never played another game in the NHL after that season, and Derek Ryan's played 479 more. It's an amazing story because you'd like to, you know what, like when you go and you go to Erie and go see Connor McDavid play, you could pretty much tell from the moment, like he's that 1%. But sometimes you don't know with guys. And, and I'll give you another example right now somebody that Oilers fans should be excited about Raphael Lavoie. Uh, he's been he's been injury riddled during his time with the Oilers organization, but he's starting to look like a player down on the farm. And he's six foot four, twenty goals, thirty three points, plus thirteen in his last thirty three games. And you know I could see him by next fall pushing hard for like a third line uh, spot on the team. And giving the Oilers a little bit different dimension. And some might listening to the show right now say stop. They got to give Lavoie a look see late in the year here. Maybe that ultimately does occur. We are going to take a quick timeout. It is 1:23 in Edmonton. We'll come back with the Oilers Now injury report for our friends at James H. Brown. This is Oilers Now. We'll tell you that uh, Leon Draisaitl has 27 power play goals, leading the National Hockey League, 42 on the season. He's still a great shot to win uh, 50 this year. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Mark in St. Albert has uh, texted the show to say, Derek Ryan, an awesome success story from the U of A. He is a player that has continued to surprise me in a good way since we acquired him. Uh, I I think you're not the only one that's been a little bit surprised by the level of consistency. And there's been times both years where it looked like Ryan might be on the outside looking in, and here he is with double-digit numbers again. And this text comes in uh, out of uh, Edmonton. Bob, while we're on the U of A topic, could you see either uh, uh, Jake and Smallwood or Matt Fontaine having a shot in the NHL? Uh, I would say Smallwood would be the better bet. Uh, Fontaine has already played in the American League for San Jose's organization. So, uh, you know, and there is a guy out of the U of A last year that is third on the team in goal scoring down on the American Hockey League, and that's Noah Phillip. And he has played a very specific role that hasn't always been conducive to being getting the best offensive opportunities. He's he's uh, they they playing him almost exclusively at center, six foot three, right shot center, fourteen goals, twenty six points this season. Uh, finally, started to get some power play time. All right, the Oilers injury report is brought to you all season long by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. We'll tell you that uh, for our injury report, uh, there are some bumps and bruises for the Oilers. Uh, the Oilers had an optional today. Obviously, Evander Kane is back. Uh, Ryan Murray remains out with a back injury. Not an imminent return for him. Uh, 
Uh, we got to wait and see the updates on uh, Shabbat, who did take the morning skate today, along with uh, Matthew Joseph and Parker Kelly. A.J. Jakovic will shed some light on that. Uh, Cars cost less than Wetaskiwin, and that slogan's attracted people to our friends at Brent Ridge Ford for years. We often talk uh, about them treating people fairly and looking after their customers after the purchase. That level of service has earned Brent Ridge Ford in Wetaskiwin their 12th Diamond Club Presence Award for customer satisfaction. If you want to be treated fairly with full transparency, reach out to Uncle Bill, Rich, Johnny, and the gang. 780-352-6048. Brent Ridge Ford, your Ford Truck Authority on the Auto Mile in Wetaskiwin. We will head off to a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn and back with A.J. Jakobic from TSN 1200 in Ottawa. This is Oilers Now.